You are listening to the Community HealthCast, sponsored by the Queen's Community Health Board. Our topic today is wellness grants for 2020. My guest today knows all about wellness grants, Community Health Board Coordinator Elizabeth Bailey. Welcome to the Community HealthCast, Elizabeth. Oh, it's great to be here, Deb, and I'm looking forward to chatting about what's just about my favorite topic. All right, me too. So now um, our listeners, if you tuned into our first podcast episode, What is Community Health? Then you probably already know that community health boards address population health through the social determinants of health. Now, the social determinants of health are basically those things that everybody needs for our whole community to be healthy. Things like transportation, education, food security, and equality in society, regardless of race, ethnicity, or gender. There are lots of different ways that we, as health boards, address the social determinants of health. But one of the ones we're best known for, and one of my favorites too, Elizabeth, is the wellness funds. As a member of the Queen's Community Health Board, my role is being a part of the Wellness Grant Committee. I really enjoy the process of reviewing eligible wellness grants and presenting the results to the board at large. But before our review committee even sees these applications, there is a process to apply. Now, Elizabeth, why don't you walk us through that process and tell us a little bit more? Okay, so wellness funds are startup funds for new projects that address population health. And they're available all over the province of Nova Scotia because every area is served by a community health board. But just as communities are different, so are health plans for those communities because different areas may have different priorities. Queens County is part of the Western Zone. It's pretty much everything this side of Halifax. So the South Shore, the Valley, Tri-County area around Yarmouth. Okay. And when we created our most recent health plan, all 11 community health boards in the Western Zone agreed that we had really similar priorities. So we decided to combine our efforts into a zone health plan. And we'll talk more about that health plan and how we created it in a later podcast episode. But for now, I'll tell you that we have four main priorities, food security, housing, community connections, and recreation and wellness. If you're listening to this podcast and you live outside the Western Zone, You can find out the priorities for your area on our website at communityhealthboards.ns.ca. Okay, so it's a good idea to check that website. Let's talk about maybe some recent wellness fund projects. Tell us about a few of them and what makes them good, Elizabeth. Well, there have been a lot of good ones, and there are good, great ones all over the province, but mm-hmm. a couple that we've had here in Queens recently. So last year, Queens County Transit Society had a wellness fund program called Creating Connections in Queens County that subsidized transportation for people who had barriers to access because of their age or their health or their mobility or just because of their finances. And they partnered with the Queen's Care Society and the Queen's County Senior Safety Program to reach people who could best make use of the program. And then having access to that transportation gave more folks living in Queen's County the opportunity to take advantage of recreational opportunities and to get their food shopping done and get to medical appointments and see friends which is really important for people who have transportation barriers because sometimes they just get very isolated. 
And this year, the Queen's CHB is funding the Community Food Resource Network in North Queens. That's a program that helps increase people's access to food in a whole variety of ways in the Caledonia area. And it's bringing people together to garden and cook together in ways that meet their social needs in addition to getting them fed. So those are just a couple examples of good wellness fund programs that address our health plan priorities. Yes, those sound like wonderful projects. And you can see how they all link back to those social determinants of health when you really take a good look. Now, I understand that there are some changes to the wellness fund process this year. So even for our listeners who may have applied before, uh, you might not know what to expect unless you listen in. So tell us what's different this year, Elizabeth. The COVID-19 pandemic response poses some challenges and raises some questions about what supports our communities will need moving forward. Recognizing this, for this year, we've decided to change our Wellness Fund grant process to allow community groups and organizations more flexibility in responding to the needs that are emerging. We're offering a more simplified call for proposal process for the 2020-21 cycle. In addition, in a normal year, Wellness funds are capped at $3,000 per project, but as part of this year's COVID response, community health boards can consider project requests up to $10,000. So not only can you apply for more, you're more likely to get the entire amount you apply for as opposed to previous years when some applications were funded fully, but some applications were funded, but not quite at the level they may have asked for. So a few changes but with the kind of flexibility that will certainly be helpful to our applicants during this COVID time. Who is eligible to apply for wellness funds, Elizabeth? That's a really good question. To be eligible for funding, you should be a nonprofit group, or you can also be a school or a municipality. You don't need to be a registered charity, but you do have to have a bank account with the name of the organization that's applying, since that is who the check will be made out to. You also need to be organized for at least six months. If you're a community group and you aren't registered and you don't have a bank account, but you have been in operation for at least six months, that doesn't necessarily mean you can't do a wellness fund project, but it does mean that you need to partner with a parent organization that can hold the funds for you. If you need help identifying an organization that would make a good partner for that purpose, call your coordinator and ask for help. What kind of applications wouldn't qualify? So wellness funds are project funds, so you have to think about what's a project. If you're working with people to learn a new skill or make changes in society, that's probably a project. If you're building a fence around your playground or creating a walking trail, that's not a project. That's a capital expense. I've had to turn down applications that were for capital expenses, even when it was obvious that the applicant planned to use the structure they were building for a program and could have even perhaps written an application for the program that they were going to run and listed the capital expense as a cost that they needed in order to run that program. But since that's not how they wrote the application, uh, it wasn't considered eligible and we couldn't consider it. Wellness funds also don't pay for operational costs or core funding, fundraisers, or awareness campaigns. We don't pay for the salary of employees of an organization 
with the exception of if you're bringing someone in on contract just to run this project, then that is eligible. So let's talk about what kinds of projects are most likely to get funded. Nitty gritty, Elizabeth. We generally give priority to projects that address the priorities in the health plan for that community health board, which is not to say that other projects won't be considered. We also look for projects that address the root causes of issues in society. For instance, not just providing food to people who are food insecure, but also connecting them with resources for better employment and advocating for better policies around food security. And this year, of course, we're going to be sensitive to projects that address needs arising from the COVID-19 pandemic, since it has really affected the needs of our communities. Of course. And that makes sense as it, it all links together. Let's say I have this great project idea and I want to apply for a wellness grant. What is my next step and when are my deadlines? The information on our website can tell you which community health board or boards to apply to since you can apply to more than one if you have a project that serves more than one health board catchment area. So read the application carefully and thoroughly before you start filling it out. Make sure you send it to the address listed on the instructions. And those instructions list the email address you should use, as well as a mailing address if you're sending a paper application. The deadline for submissions is midnight, October 15th, and that deadline is set in stone. Now, all of this stuff sounds great. We can go to the website, we can call, we can do all kinds of things. But what if English isn't my first language, Elizabeth? Or what if I don't have access to internet where I live? Because in Nova Scotia, we still have people that don't have access to internet. Can you help? Absolutely. Wellness Fund proposal guidelines are available in both French and English, and you can get that form in either Word or in a fillable PDF. If you're not a computer person or you don't have internet and those aren't accessible to you, again, you can just call, give me a call at 902-350-0478, and I'll either connect you with the right coordinator or I'll mail you an application. Once I have that application, what kind of information will I need to put in there? Be ready to talk about your goals and outcomes. The more specific details about what your program will look like, the better. So we will meet with about 20 participants five hours a week on Tuesday and Thursday afternoons is way better than we will meet with participants every week. Also, tell us which of our health plan priorities and other social determinants of health your project addresses, and for this year, how your project is responding to a need or issue identified or arising from COVID-19. You'll also need to think through and describe how any project activities that include group gatherings will respect all public health protection requirements, such as physical distancing. And you'll want to describe the population you'll be serving. Is it people living in poverty or isolated seniors? or new mothers, tell us who this program is for. I want to say that those specifics are super important pieces of information to include in your application. It really helps those of us on the review committee to understand how the project works. And it makes it easy for us to understand how much thought you've put into it. I know Wellness Fund Grant is only for one year of funding to start a program. 
What should applicants include about that? If you're applying for wellness funds, part of your plan should be to think about where you'll get money for your second and third and fourth year of a program and make that plan part of your application. Or if there's a reason why your program will only need to run a year and not keep going, make sure to include your reasoning for that. Okay. Now, can you help the applicants strategize a plan for those kind of contingencies? Yes, I can, Deb. Along with everything else your coordinator can help with, we can provide you information about grants that may be good options for you for continuing funding. And if you have an application that doesn't qualify under our guidelines, we may be able to help you find a grant that is a better fit. I'm sure people listening and are planning to apply will be pleased to hear that there's some help to get them through this process. Elizabeth, talk to us about some of your best tips for applying for wellness funds. Well, okay. I have, I have lots. <laughs> First, <laughs> I really encourage you to work with community partners. For instance, here in Queens County, lots of our programs partner with Queens County Transit to make sure that clients have rides to get to the program. You might also partner with an organization that can help you identify the right clients or an organization that has skills and expertise you need to help run your program. Essentially, when we see you partnering with other organizations in your area, we know that you have the resources and the relationships that you need to make a successful program. Okay, so I just want to pick up on that piece right there. Don't assume that we would know that you might have probably talked to an organization. List them. List everybody you've talked to to help you get your project off the ground, right? That is right. and. On the other side of the coin, please don't list partners who you haven't spoken to because <laughs> it may have happened in the past that somebody gave us a long, impressive looking list of partners. And when we mentioned it to some of the partners on that list, they didn't know what we were talking about. So Ooh, okay, you don't want to be in that position either. Also, I would say be clear about exactly what you're going to do with the money. In past years, we have asked for a detailed budget, and that's a really tricky part for a lot of people. This year, we aren't asking people to give quite that much detail, but it's still a really good idea to develop a budget for yourself to help think through how much money you need and how you'll spend it. Even if you aren't submitting that detailed budget to us, I think that clarity will come through in your application to show you've really thought it through. Elizabeth, thank you so much for all of this. And with as much information as you've given us in this short time, I'm sure there's more to learn and things might come up. So what happens next? We will be holding online wellness fund information sessions with even more information, including details about reporting on your project and the rules for cashing your check and that sort of thing. I'll be holding an online information session for Queens and Shelburne on August 27th at 6.30 p.m. Although folks from other CHB areas are more than welcome to attend. And again, you can call me or just check on our Facebook page to get the link for that session. My colleague Clyde DeViller will be holding a Wellness Fund information session in French for anyone who prefers to receive their information in French. And other coordinators will be holding their sessions at other dates and times. So if August 27th doesn't work for you, just get in touch and I'll help you find a session that does. And along with that, Elizabeth, if I don't have access to internet, can I just talk to you or one of the other board coordinators about that information? 
you absolutely can call any of the coordinators anytime and we will be happy to walk you through it. Well, thank you. That's good to know. Now, before we sign off, I need more information. I need more advice from you. So what's your best piece of parting advice about wellness funds? The one piece of advice I would give anyone who might be interested in applying for a wellness fund grant is to talk to your coordinator. If you're in Queens County or Shelburne County, that would be me. And you can reach me at 902-350-0478. Or you can email me. And that information is on our Facebook page, Queens Community Health Board. If you're just starting to work on an idea for a project and you want to know what would or wouldn't be eligible under your guidelines, give your coordinator a call. If you're looking for community partners, call your coordinator and ask for suggestions, or in some cases, introductions. If you've written a draft of your application and would like some feedback, send it to your coordinator and ask for some. Not the night before they're due, though, please. <laughs> no. Uh, I ask people to send me a draft at least a couple weeks before that deadline, so plan to have a draft done by the beginning of October. In fact, go write that in your calendar right now and pretend that's the actual deadline. You'll be so happy you did. Elizabeth, thank you so much for all of this information, talking to us today about wellness grants for 2020. I personally can't believe how fast the summer is ending, and before we know it, that October deadline will be here. So take that piece of advice and write it in your calendar. Or as soon as that project idea comes to mind, remember to get in touch with your local community health board coordinator in really good time to meet that October 15th deadline. Tune in next week and join the conversation on the Queen's Community Healthcast. Thank you for listening.